welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. The reason why performance management and appraisal programs have been such a hot topic is because they haven't really done what organizations need them to do, which is accurately reflect in a standardized format and employees value to the organization. Sure, boxes have been ticked on appraisal forms and goals set for the next six to 12 months, but in running through this process year after year, what HR and organizations have found is that a key piece was missing to the equation. Capturing performance, did an employee do X or Y, isn't enough. I'm here with Susan Lyon, uh, the Human Resources Director for Procter & Gamble out of Geneva to discuss the employee value equation. Uh, Susan, thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you. Now, Susan and I have known each other since attending a networking function together uh, probably about three years ago in, in Zurich. And Susan understands you're awaiting the arrival of the ski season in uh, Geneva. Absolutely. So it'd be great, Susan, just to run us through your career background. You had a long history with Procter & Gamble and a number of interesting roles. It'd be great to learn a bit more about your current role as well. Sure, absolutely. Um, so I've been with Procter & Gamble now 26 years. And I'm originally from the U.S. where I started with uh, Procter & Gamble. And I started as an engineer working in a manufacturing facility. And I, my first job, I rotated shifts and had 44 direct reports in a warehouse. So really learned the line part uh, of uh, management and enjoyed that. Of the 26 years, 14 of them were in different manufacturing facilities and then 12 of, them, 12, of, 12 of them in HR. And I worked in seven different locations, five in the U.S. and two outside the U.S., one in Australia and then now in Geneva. So I've had different roles besides line organization and, and production management. I've had site HR leader roles, country HR leader roles, um, and now I am the HR leader for our global fabric care business which is a $18 billion business globally um, in Procter & Gamble and one of the largest uh, categories that Procter & Gamble is a part of. Very interesting, and that's huge scale. So what, uh, what, what sort of size HR team does that have you working with now, Susan? So I have um, 28 employees in HR, um, and that doesn't include our HR um, organization that we have actually embedded in our factory. Um, that's just more the headquarters. So that those 28 employees um, support approximately 2,500 employees. So tell us more about this concept of employee value equation. So what does it mean to you? Sure, absolutely. So the employee value equation was an idea that I um, had when I was in Australia. And one of the things that I learned when I was reading about the employee value proposition, which is a very popular thing in our HR industry, as you probably have heard, one of the things that was missing a little bit was the other side, so the equation piece. So a proposition is all about the company proposing something to either a current employee or a potential employee. And what the equation is, is really all about the balance. So it's really an adult business deal between the employee and between the company. So the employee value equation what do we as employees give to the company and what does the company in return give to us as employees? And it's really important to have that give and that get, and it's really important to have that balance between what does the employee get and what does the company get. So the employee value equation is more about that balance as opposed to just a proposition. I like that. So what is the link to performance of the employee value equation? The employee value equation is really about ensuring that employees are 100% um, engaged in the company, in their work, 
feeling good about coming to work every day so they can really be in that zone of performance. So the higher the engagement, obviously, the, the more likely that the employee will be performing at their peak. And that's really about what the employee value equation is trying to aim at getting more engaged employees, so therefore their performance is much better. Yeah, I can see that. And so, and so what are some of the other um, attributes, I guess, of um, you know, developing more meaningful relationships with employees um, through this, this concept? So what we did when I was in Australia, we took a look at really understanding in the employee survey that we had, like many companies have, at what was really most important to employees. So we were always taking a look at um, how employees felt we were doing with regards to compensation, relationship with manager, et cetera. But what we did is start to understand what is most important of all those things that we were taking a survey of. And so in understanding that through conversations, through sensing, through surveys ourselves, we really understood and, and narrowed it down to about six buckets that um, were the most important to our employees. And really focusing on those six buckets is what really made uh, an impact. And so can you take us through those six buckets and, and, and what they were? Sure, absolutely. So the six buckets were meaningful work, continual learning, terrific managers, career ownership, fair package, and a life. And what we found in doing that when we took a look at it and talked to people in other areas of the world were the six buckets that we found were very similar to the six buckets in China, for example, in our organization in China. Right. So it, 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 it culture... Um, or, or local norms didn't change these six buckets much at all? No, not at all. And can you further explain those six buckets, just, just, just what each area meant as well? I think, I think this is quite a unique concept. Sure. So meaningful work is all about um, does, uh, do I, have a, as an employee, feel like I'm continually challenged? Am I doing work that adds absolutely no value? So that's really what meaningful work is. Um, continual learning is learning from my manager, learning from my peers, learning by having big responsibilities, um, and really making sure that I am being prepared for the next thing in my career and being prepared to be a leader. A terrific manager is exactly what it says, but at P&G this is really important because we're a build from within company. So it's about having these, the first manager that you have that is the most impactful in your career be absolutely almost magical in, in how great they are, and then continuing to have those managers as coaches, as developers um, throughout your career. Career ownership, what we found when we looked at it in Australia and New Zealand was really understanding um, the employees wanted to know what their options were, how they got there, how they would get there, and then to have themselves make up their mind what they wanted from a career. So it was about having a career, but the employee making up his or her mind about what they want, if they wanted to do what was necessary to get there. Fair package is all about compensation, benefits. Is it fair versus my mates? Is it, uh, am I transparent? Is my manager transparent as far as what it means and what my potential is? And then a life is just all about working to, to uh, live, not living to work, really making sure that I also can be myself. So those were the six buckets that we found. And have you found this employee value equation changing over recent years? And you know, have you still got any predictions on the future as to whether it will, it will, it will evolve? You know, I think that um, what hasn't changed is, in general, what those six buckets are. Call them whatever you want to call them. You know, you can mm. probably narrow them down a little bit by combining them. But I don't think those six buckets have changed. 
but I think what has changed is probably the how people would define and the expectations within the bucket. So career ownership, people still would want a career, for example, but in a, in a market that is very tight and doesn't have a lot of opportunities, they might have different expectations than um, if it was at a time when the market was uh, an employee's market, you know, as far as uh, all kinds of opportunities. So I, I think the expectations within the bucket have maybe changed over the last few years, but maybe not the buckets themselves. And so to conclude, I mean, what advice would you give other leaders, HR leaders like yourself, who are examining their employee value equation? You know, I would say is, um, you know, when we looked at this, what was very clear was understanding what was most important, still important, and kind of important. And asking that question really helped be, us be able to bucket that because everything was important and everything was meaningful, but there was different levels of importance. I'd say another thing that I would be very clear with is, is the gives and the gets. I think as, as companies, if we only share what we're going to give as a company, it's not that adult business deal that really is something that we need to expect from our employees. And then I would also say is really putting it in common language that doesn't sound like corporate speak, that sounds like what employees would talk to their mates outside the company, what they would talk to their, their parents about, um, and making it very common language is also very important. And that was Susan Lyon, the Human Resources Director globally for the fabric care business of Procter & Gamble in Geneva. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, follow our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.